A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rule Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right, welcome. Uh, on site in Lausanne, we have with us Panos Tsivanidis from the International Olympic Committee. Panos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's a true treat. I mean, we, 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 we meet regularly, uh, mostly online, sometimes over lunch, but uh, often with the team as well. Um, and as one of the... Um, one of the people that were a very early adopter of the event design using the event canvas methodology. We're keen to talk to you about design to change. Now that we're on site at PCMA's convening leader here in Lausanne in your own backyard. Thank you very much. I, I, you know, the, myself and the whole team, we still remember this first, first get together about event canvas. I mean, I, I could not say how many years it is, but it's been many, many years. Uh, and we're still having the pictures in, in our office and it was an amazing, journey. It was, it was really a journey for an organization and for a team. Back then we were much smaller, but um, we're coming from an institution that, uh, you know, these kind of innovations are, are, are difficult in a way to pass the message in the organization. But it took us a bit of time, but it was really, really a very interesting, a very interesting journey, not only for us, but also within the organization. Yeah. At the time, the 2020 agenda was still fairly exactly, fresh, exactly. freshly announced, I think, exactly. before, uh, before Rio was yep. taking place. Yes. I remember we were at a venue next to the International Olympic Museum's uh, storage. Warehouse, depot. exactly. Warehouse, Warehouse yes. Um, maybe to reflect back on, 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 on that horizon of change, where, where you're at. Let me start off with, uh, with a question, uh, which comes from the new book, Designed to Change. Um, a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave that to chance? Definitely not. Um, on the other hand, you need to take the chances to have good conversations, but not to leave the conversation a chance. Oh, that's a nice spin. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. So um, I remember when we worked together, um, so this is why we wrote a book. We enable people to um, speak a certain language about event design in a meaningful way. And then we, we saw that people had trouble bringing that to the, to, the, to the next level, in terms of next level, meaning addressing that to the board, addressing that to the, to the people taking in, in charge, being able to pull the plug. How do you see that? So it, did it help you to, to have a better conversation about this? First of all, it helped us within the department, which was, which was extremely important because we start speaking we were always speaking the same language, but we started speaking a language that it was, if I may say, more creative. Uh, at the events industry, we are so used to just repeat, and we have these models, you know, uh, if it's not broken, don't, uh, don't change it. Uh, I think this experience and this journey gave us the opportunity to start talking the same language, but a little bit in a more creative way. 
it's not um, it's not a lie that yes taking it up to the board it is always very complicated and i can uh, i can understand all of my friends everywhere that they're having the same problems and the reason is very simple why because we are start talking in 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 a mode that it is completely alien to to the executive boards so maybe we need to reflect how first to give them some some to plant some seeds before we take it up to the next level and i think this you should you should try and help because this is the key finding the seeds that we need to plant before before we start we're having the whole conversation yeah yeah and that's that's what we see um other organizations we work with successfully where that helps right so where we early on, early on involve um an organization's um ceo not for like five hours but for 10 15 minutes exactly um uh, ask for their perspective um wheel them in sometimes they stay longer than they think they they are, they are staying right so they um, they are drawn into the the process um, but also that le- le- gives you le- legitimacy to also bring it back f- after, right? So what have you done with the time? I, we talked, we talked. What did you do? And that's what we are trying to do. And design the change is right about that, right? So how to let let how to make the most of that conversation? But many of us in the events world um, engage in a conversation without preparation, right? And and if you if you want to cause change if you want to do something different then you need to prepare right so that's a you're absolutely right and 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 i remember when we were talking with rude about uh, change or be changed which was the, the the big motto of of our president i think and today we heard it also at the pcma at the emea convening people need to understand that we need to listen and i think that the executives around the world and in all kind of companies and institutions they realize that there is this need you know, sometimes we can use the very, um, uh, the very uh, stereotype word. They understand the need to change. Okay? Do we, that we consider that we are bringing change, do we have the ways to explain them how to do it? Uh, design to change, it, it is an extremely strong, if I may say the, the, the word weapon for us, to be able to explain this. But still, we need to understand that the executives, they have the will, but maybe we are not helping them enough. Yeah. It's lonely at the top of the event. Uh, completely, completely. And I think one of the, um, like you said, uh, you know, on the back of the book, that very um, statement from, I think it was at the General Assembly in Monaco, um, was said by Dr. Thomas Bach. I think if, if you are able to think about the language you need to equip yourself to bring, to, to stay away from the word change actually, but really acknowledge the pivotal moments that events have brought in the past and how those events actually in practice equip them with a way to deliver their vision, right? There's risk and reward in every event, so they need the teams that know how to condition those risks and develop the rewards and I think what I've seen, you know, and I'm curious to hear that from you because you have this experience with, you know, Cyboss in the past, right, with the, at, at, at Swift, um, uh, at, at UEFA and, 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 you know, with the International Olympic Committee as the Director of Corporate Events and Services. You were dealing with this on a day-to-day basis with a large team of people. And you've had your fair share of roadblocks over the last, let's be honest, you know, an Olympic Games has never, never been postponed as far as I can remember 
and this year in Tokyo, that has actually been delivered. Whilst this event were on, was on, you were sharing that um, you were actually in, uh, in Greece lighting the torch for the very next one, which is happening in Beijing. So what, what is on your horizon of change when it pertains to having that conversation with your leadership right now? So I will, I will take it a little bit back to basics and maybe to a terminology again that uh, many, many of our colleagues will understand. We went through the phases of return on investment and, uh, and uh, all this. I was always a big advocate of return on objective because I think that it is exactly what, what you were saying. Uh, any, any organization, any institution, any individual uh, up on the top we need to understand what they're trying to achieve through the events that we are putting together. And, and sometimes we are, getting, um, we are getting caught in everything that it is operational and, and financial and, uh, and where to and how to, rather than uh, have a sit down with, with the stakeholder or with the owner or with the executive and try, okay, what do you really want? out of this event. What are we trying to achieve? And sometimes, you know, it's, it's very easy and you realize that what is needed for this event, it is easy, but you never asked and you're doing an over-engineering exercise for something that actually was extremely simple. We don't spend the time to try to understand. Uh, now maybe I'm, I'm, I'm taking a very general approach. Um, it's at the same time it is difficult to reach this this level i mean to reach these people and to have this conversation i mean they don't have time uh, most probably there is there is the responsibility of the communications department or of an of a marketing department to give you to give you this lead way of what we are trying to uh, what will be the return on on the objective so there are a lot of hurdles so it, it comes back to something also that i'm advocating it is about relations it is about relations and the trust that you built within your organization if there is trust, at the end of the day, they will come to you because they know that you will deliver what they're looking for. Yeah. It is as simple as that. But their ear needs to be open for that moment. Yes. Right. So time and timing, having the trust, and then this ability to then have that conversation. When they are ready, you should be readier exactly. to then be able to listen and be able to interpret. If you're enjoying this conversation, check out the book and full multimedia experience by purchasing your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Visit designtochange.online to order your copy and start interacting with more thought-provoking content like this. Conversations. And then this ability to then have that conversation when they are ready, you should be readier exactly. to then be able to listen and be able to interpret. But that role where <coughs> Yves Pigneur uh, this morning in his keynote talked about, that role of, he talked about the business architect, but now we could talk like an event architect, right? So my, the question which, which is buckling in my mind, like why is that for senior leaders, C-suite, a board of a large association, um, yeah, something they 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 just step over that over that thing. I said like, wait, it's about events, and that couldn't couldn't be that complicated. It's not their mistake. It's our mistake. It's a complete okay. mistake of our industry. I mean, uh, I mean, look look at take take the association, whatever association, not only PCMA, but whatever association. Already, the terminology that we're using, in in a way, undermines what we're trying to do. I mean, PCMA constantly is talking about business events. There is a reason, okay? 
if you're talking about simple events in the mind and in the in, and in the language of everybody it is operations audiovisual registration they see really the and the first level when you're talking about business events it, it is it is everything but how many people do you know in our industry that they are trying hard and they're managing to position what we are doing at that level mm -hmm. it's we are sometimes first of all how many big organizations they have an events department usually the events department is either in marketing or in communication it is part of something it's mm -hmm. it's very rare that it is standalone okay and and maybe it is also because of the people like me like you everybody who in our industry created this industry and we brought i mean the last years we have brought our industry extremely high up but maybe it's not yet as high as it should be the next generation and again that's why i was fascinated about the the, the discussion about the gen z how do they perceive events what do they see? Do they see rock concerts, uh, big fairs, uh, or do they see really a, a value added in the chain and in the strategy of an organization? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's also the organization's um, prerogative to try to woo them into that. But the, what we also heard, heard this afternoon, and we see this around us every day, uh, the next generation is determined where they will spend their time, yeah. right? And if the time is not well invested or if the experience is not something that they value for their time, they're going to select something else to do. And I think this collective consumption of time that we've established within the events industry or within events, uh, there's a, there can be a state of confusion between whether the event is the purpose or whether the event is just part of a process, right? And looking at it from that angle and understanding, and this, this is why I was so happy with the project that we were able to do together, because the event that was designed at the time, Olympism in Action, was an agenda item on the 2020 agenda. Exactly. It was itemed, it had a number, it had an action, it had something very specific to do in the bigger overarching aim of how to get to a future state. And now you're beyond that future state, and you can see its impact over time. And I think this is encouraging when you can decode the patterns of what it means, and you look back and you see the pivotal moments, and you think, that's where we did that, and that's where that happened. And this, it's, it's, it's absolutely true, but these very few people in, in the organization, and especially in, in my department, very few people can link it back to all of this. Mm -hmm. because, because it takes also uh, time and uh, effort to also... It is a learning curve. It is a learning curve. And try to explain them how to link it back to something that we did back then, you know, sometimes short memories huh? and I think maybe that's that's one of the roles right the the arc of change somebody has to look after the arc yeah you have to remind people of the arc you have to consciously step back and look at the arc right we in the book we call it the horizon the horizon change. change yes the closer you get to horizon the more you forget how far it was to get to the horizon but once you're there the horizon moves up very much further and you don't look back often enough and I think this exactly yeah. like you said a sense of achievement a shared progress rewarding the fact that you've established that together, that you've created that together, I think is so essential to the sense of value that those that create the events or own the events get. Because it's lonely to own it's the events. It, 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 <laughs> but at the same time, it is, it is lonely, but at the same time, we are, we are an industry, the events industry, that 
we are alone, but at the same time, we are all together. And, and this was also, that's why I think that um, the, the, the COVID period hurt us more than any other industry, because we are an industry that we cannot be alone. We cannot function alone. If we are talking about collaboration and even solidarity, okay, we are an industry that it is in our DNA. And the moment that you're cutting us from the opportunity of getting together, of exchanging opinions, of exchanging ideas, of driving change, and I know we don't like the word, but we are driving change through the getting together. Yes. Yeah. We are not driving change in isolation in a room. We are not the, the industry that you can create a theory and then by yourself you can change the world. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, we need them. And actually, that's, that's what we saw over the past 18 months is that we've been approached by many organizations who said like, okay, now the events are not there, now the CEO does care, right? Suddenly. <laughs> now, now it's... Now, it's, 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 now uh, we need to design. <laughs> you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm always saying, um, I'm always saying, sometimes we are like the engine of a very beautiful car, okay? People, they go and they buy a car because of the outside. They will never care about the, the engine. Suddenly, the car doesn't move, and then suddenly they remember that there is the engine there. And, and this again, it might be wrongly interpreted that I'm bringing events down to the level of just uh, making the, the car moving. Mm. It is a reality that we have to accept it. And the moment that we accept it and we explain that, you know what, you can buy the most sophisticated car if we, the engine, do not perform to your expectations, and it's not to our, our expectations, it is to your expectations. You bought a car and you have expectations. Make sure that the engine will perform to your expectations. Yeah. And the kinds of engines we're using lately are changing dramatically as well. Right? Exactly. So we have to charge them differently, we have to use them differently, we have to condition them differently. Uh, it's a different kind of service level that we're experiencing, and in that metaphor, do you feel that because so many events were radically hit and stopped and has the general perception of the function of events changed because of an 18, 19 month stop or has it been too long or too short? Or what, what's, what's your view on that? I, I, I understand when my, uh, my peers and my colleagues and my friends are talking that the, the, the COVID period did help the events industry to... Uh, to rethink itself I believe it hurt it as a lot and I believe that uh, we we were never um, we were never ready for a period like that not that the other industries were more ready than us uh, but I think that we didn't even have the tools I mean we were talking and this I'm going back now if you want to uh, to my Cybos Swift period we were talking about uh, online virtual events and the technology and all this for, I don't know, for 20 years, okay? 20 years we did nothing, and when we needed the platforms, which were the platforms that were used? We, we used meeting platforms to convert them into event platforms. Yeah. Maybe it's right, but for me, for what I believe, it, we did not yet got the fruits of the COVID period. I think that it changed our mindset, yes. It changed our mindset and we know now that we are extremely vulnerable and what we should do. I don't think we are going to do it. I was very happy to hear the Gen Z 
um, speech because I believe that this generation, it is the transitional generation and there is going to be extremely important generation for business events. They will come out with what, with the future of events, of yeah. business events. Yeah. And I think on that bombshell, um, it's time to go backstage because that's where the really fun conversations happen. Um, thanks for this first part. Panos, we do have one favor to ask because this is part of the horizons of change. Um, we want to look at these with certain increments and we'd like to call on you again a year from today so we can look back at your horizon of change of today and look at the gap between now and a year from today. Are you game? More than happy. I'm all in. All in. Fantastic. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. 